This is keep me free with Myron Mayer. And I asked the body of Christ. Why are we running from the Lord? Why are we hiding? I knew I hid for years. See, I'm talking to the body of Christ. I'm calling us out. When you have a confession of faith, remember that confession. Remember that belief. Remember those times? I got a witness. I think there's a witness in the earth. See, the rocks will cry out. See, you know, this thing is bigger than you and me. But remember that moment when the Lord paused long enough to put his hand towards you and you responded and you said yes Lord you said be my God be my Lord come into my life come into my spirit remember that day the Lord ain't forgot it matter of fact the Lord keeps going over and over and over you know the Lord goes through his memory about you see sometimes when the Lord, when the Lord looks at us he ain't seeing what he want to see, so he has to look back. Remember a time, Lord, when I was obedient. Remember the time, Lord, when I was searching out you. Remember the time, Lord, when I was going out for you and you was the most important thing in my life. Remember that time, born again believer. See, I'm not talking to an unsaved world. I'm not preaching to an unsaved world. See, I understand the difference now. See, uh, an evangelist goes out and finds those that are fundamentally lost, but a preacher preaches to those that have been already found. But to bring you to perfection, to bring you to your Lord, You have the proper equipment to get in the caravan line and go out to meet your God. See, we have to understand it's one big cavalcade, one big cavalcade of people going out to meet our God. See, I'm a preacher. I'm sorry, I got to declare it. I'm a preacher of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I got to declare it. Lord, put something in my spirit, something in my bones, something in the marrow that, that, that's in my bones, that it stirs up, it burns up, and it's got to come forth onto this generation. You know, I might not be... Be, be accessible to every generation. But there's a generation coming up that never really heard a preacher of the gospel. I know you've heard people talk. I know you've heard understanding spoken. But you may not have ever really come underneath the voice of a preacher of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ.
Here you go. That's a special kind of thing to me anyway. Remember that day? See, a preacher oftentimes preaches to the condition Preacher speaks to the heart of the condition. That's where his message goes. That's where it came from. That's where it generated from the heart of the condition of the born again believer and how you coming, how you coming along in the name of Jesus. The preacher comes to help and come and help and come and help to see how you coming along. How's it been going? What's how your mom and them doing? What's going on in your life? And your life with Christ, <laughs> how you're looking at this thing. See, a lot of it has to do with how you look at it. See, it ain't so much that you ain't going to have problems, that you're not going to have problems. Let me try to get the double negatives out of my life. It ain't that you're, that you're going to have problems. But the thing is, is how do you deal with them? What do you focus on? What is your attention towards? See, life is going to come at you. You can't come at life. You got to understand you're going into a stream, a bloodstream of life. You was born in a bloodstream of life. You have to see and understand where you are. You was born in a bloodstream of life, see, that had nothing to do with you. You was born in the bloodstream of life that had nothing to do with where you are, what you are, where you come from. See, you was birthed into a bloodstream in the name of Jesus. I'm trying to make it plain, but the enemy trying to make it difficult. You was born into a bloodstream of life, see. Each and every one of us, I just went to a family reunion and I looked around me and I saw the multiplication of a bloodstream of life. <laughs> I saw those that looked like a little bit of this, that looked like a little bit of that, that looked like a little bit of those. <laughs> I looked them all around and down, up and back and forth, and saw me and all of them and, and them in me. But you know what? That's a bloodstream I was born into. But you know what? In the name of Jesus, there's a greater bloodstream other than that. See, I love the bloodstream I was born into. And you can always get to know the bloodstream that you possess you can always connect to somebody you can always and you know what i found out that those that don't god will oftentimes adopt you into another bloodstream in the natural and the spiritual see when you come to christ you come into another bloodstream see now abraham is your great 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 somebody now now isaac is your great 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 somebody now sarah is your great 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 somebody see naomi is your great 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 somebody esther is your great 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 keep it going as long as you got to keep it going somebody you got nieces <laughs> you got nephews <laughs> you got aunties <laughs> in the name of jesus marry your auntie in the name of jesus <laughs> come on now martha martha is your auntie in the name of Jesus, see, you're coming to another bloodline in the name of Jesus, see. Paul <laughs> is your uncle. 
in the name of Jesus, Peter is your uncle. In the name of Jesus, all the 12 disciples are your uncle because those were the Lord's friends. Those were his first disciples. Those were his first brothers. You got to understand Jesus Christ got brothers in the name of Jesus. You got now 12 uncles in the name of Jesus. You can call them out. You can search them out, not asking them for anything, but understanding that you come from a bloodline of a great God in the name of Jesus. Matthew is your uncle. Luke is your uncle. John is your uncle. Mark is your uncle. In the name of Jesus, in the faith, in the spirit, I'm talking about who you belong to. I'm talking about your place in life. I'm talking about your existence in the Holy Spirit. You got to understand when you was born again, you was born into another bloodline. You came in contact with another bloodline in the name of Jesus, you're just not born of your daddy anymore. You're not just born of your mama anymore. You just don't look like daddy. You just don't look like mama. You look like the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you smell like the Holy Spirit. When you said that, boy, you reminded me of the Holy Spirit. See, you got to understand when you became born again, you was born into another family. That's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. What is he talking about? You must be born again. He said, you got to be born of the spirit. You got to be born of the spirit of God. See, you was born of your mother. You was born of your father. And that's flesh. And I get it. And that's beautiful because that's how you got here. But now you need to be born of your heavenly father. You see, God is family oriented. You got to understand this is about God's kingdom. This is about God's structure. Has really nothing to do with you. God likes a man and a woman in the name of Jesus. God likes a man and a woman and children. It seems to be the way he likes. It seems to be the way he wants it. It seems to be what pleases him. That's all I'm going to say about that part of it. You can do what you want to do, but you got to understand how God likes it in the name of Jesus. Made them male and female in the name of Jesus. You can like what you want to like, but you got to understand how God sees it. And you got to understand that God's going to judge your interpretation of what he did. You going to judge his interpretation of what he did? Is that what the world telling the God? They telling God, I'm going to judge what you decided to do, God, and we don't like it. So we deemed it not to be a part of our lives anymore. See, you pass judgment on God. You pass judgment on God because you saw God through the wickedness of the hands of those that told themselves they was representing, but they was representing the devil. That's why you don't like God. You see him through the eyes of those that call, call themselves handling the gospel. You see your relationship with God through the eyes, through the hands of those men and women you met that wasn't right. So you can't come to God and ask him for his own interpretation of your situation. You got to work it around somebody else's voice in your mind. And you can't come to God because auntie didn't, wasn't, she went to church all the time and she treated you like crap. You can't come to God and find out what he has for you because uncle who was supposed to be a deacon molested you. We're going to keep it real. See, you can't come to God. 
So you use all these, I use all these, we use all these things to keep ourselves from the living God. The enemy messes with our mind, starts that whirlpool. Many of you live in that whirlpool, that whirlpool thought life circle around and round. You can't jump out of your thoughts, can't jump out of your memories, can't jump out of the visions, can't jump out of a what happens, can't jump out of the past and find yourself a future. You can't find a future because you're too busy turning around looking at the footsteps and the impressions of the footsteps you made in the earth sea. You're looking at footsteps. You're a footstep-looking people. You got to understand. You're a footstep-looking people. See, you can't, you don't even know where you're going because you're too busy looking at your footsteps. And the pain and the hurt because you have no understanding. Along that path, along that trail, there are depositing stations for your misery. There's a depositing station for your agony. God has a, has a, <laughs> not a, he has an exchange program for you. See, God died for you. The Lord Jesus Christ died for you. That's an exchange. So why are you holding all your misery? See, when Jesus Christ died for you, that's an exchange. He died for that thing. He died for that mind. He died for that heart that's broken in you. He died for it. So why are you holding around, carrying around a dead mummy, carrying around a zombie? Many of you got a zombie attached to your back. You got this dead entity, this dead way of thinking, this dead way of living, this dead way of understanding your God. It's like you're walking around with a corpse strapped to your back in the name of Jesus. Many born again believers live their life with a corpse strapped to their back I, I heard somebody say one time there was a that was a chinese punishment if you kill somebody they strapped them to your back their rotten corpse strapped they strapped a rotten corpse to your back and made you walk around with them well, that's how many born-again believers live their spiritual life with a rotten corpse strapped to their back and the problem is is they're strapping it on they got the backpack zombie you backpack zombies <laughs> carrying around your pain. You backpack zombie Christians. You want to keep going over, over and over all the misery. You want to keep rehearsing it over and over and over. And every relationship you come in contact with, you compare it to that death sentence that's in your mind. You compare it to that death sentence that's in your heart. You compare it to that death sentence in your thoughts. See, you're comparing things that want to be life to you to the death sentence that you decided you want to live in in the name of Jesus and you born again. You're not some orphan child. I'm preaching to the body of Christ. You're not some orphan child that don't know his God. You're not some orphan being wandering around in the universe. Who told you you was an orphan? Who told you you don't have a home? Who told you you ain't got a daddy? Who told you you ain't got uncles who told you you ain't got relatives in the spirit who told you you all this and you ain't nothing who told you these things they don't belong to the family our holy spirit our holy spirit i'm gonna say our holy spirit our great holy spirit Making it all, making it all possible.
Holy Spirit. See, in the natural, they talk about your ancestors. I was somewhere and they said something happened good. And they said, well, your ancestors are happy. Your ancestors are happy. I said, well, I don't know about that, but I know that my Lord Jesus Christ's nephew is happy. I know that my Lord Jesus Christ's uncle is happy. I know that my Lord Jesus Christ is happy because his Holy Spirit is happy and it's attached to all those other individuals. See, I got a spiritual relationship to my past. I got a spiritual relationship to my past that I can't deny. I can't act like my only relationship is to those that already preceded me. I got spiritual brothers and sisters. I got spiritual legacy. I got a spiritual heritage I can call on. I'm just trying to get and jump into another plane of thought. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to jump into another plane of understanding. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to jump into another plane of focusing this thing as it relates to my spirit, looking around and seeing what I see and telling me what things ought to be for me in this life around me because I'm born of the spirit now. I'm born again, see. I'm born again, see. That's the difference, see. I'm born again and ain't ashamed of it. Okay. Whatever you need. You see, it's a beautiful thing to know you're not an orphan baby. It's a beautiful thing to know you're not an orphan child. It's a beautiful thing to know you're not an orphan orphan teen. It's a beautiful thing to know you're not an orphan young adult. You're not an orphan adult. You're not an orphan senior citizen middle age. You're not an orphan anymore. You're not an orphan elderly person. You're not an orphan on your deathbed. When you get to your deathbed, you're not an orphan. When you get to that last breath, you're not an orphan. 